Jambueno. Bonjour. Hi guys, we hope you're having a great week. So happy to be here with you today. Et comme on dit, l'un des yeux près du cœur. And that means far from the sight, close to the heart. Happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Oh, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hello, Buma family. This is the Zima family coming to you from Concordia. Happy Mother's Day, all of you wonderful mothers. Uh, we miss everyone. We hope that you all are staying connected to each other, even throughout the quarantine. Uh, we're settled in here now, and we've been attempting to get connected with a local church. Although, of course, the coronavirus has made it a little tricky. Um, but Rob especially is, has already even started serving there, and he is enjoying teaching. He has actually been asked to help other teachers who are having trouble with the online Twitch, which is of course no surprise to anybody who knows him. We've had a, a really interesting first semester uh, for sure. Uh, I don't think that anybody anticipated this playing out the way it would beginning of the semester, but really everybody has stepped up, uh, including uh, even many of you students. Um, so really uh, believing for all of you just to continue your studies and your education and um, God's going to do some amazing things through it. I, I am currently launching a business and I'm starting up a local chapter of an outdoor play class. And I'm also starting up preschool with Annalise, which she likes to call church. And Annalise, do you miss everybody at the Purple Church? Yeah, she tells us. And, um, you know, her and Alyssa have becoming, been becoming really good friends, which has been fun to watch. This is our life, this by is, the way. Sorry, it's a little chaotic, <laughs> but that's all our updates. We look forward to hopefully visiting this summer, but until then, like Rob said, we're standing with you all in faith and um, can't wait to hear what God has done through your, in your life through this crazy season. Yep. Love you all. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Hi, Mother's everyone. Day, everybody. Hello. Hi, Mom, whenever you watch this. <laughs> Happy Mom's Day. Happy birthday to Rachel Zima, yeah. too. Good to see the Zimas there. So hopefully this is the one day where you moms don't have to make a meal. And <laughs> the one day. The, yes. Out of hopefully the whole year, this is the one day. <laughs> hopefully it's a guaranteed day. <laughs> and hopefully what you eat is, is pretty good too. <laughs> Maybe, hopefully you'll get more than just a meal too, right? Yes, that's right. Is that all that moms will get today? <laughs> there's, there's no winning. I've found it's just very dangerous to, to even like say anything about moms. <laughs> well, you gave me some great flowers today so that was lovely those were from the kids oh oh i guess i'm not your mom right it's always confusing <laughs> yes we do this. It's, it's, as the kids grow up it's fun they they're doing some fun stuff making lunch and buying flowers mm -hmm. good stuff it's a good thing yeah well good morning everybody it's good to be here and we're I think we're happy to be here together with one another. <laughs> it's still pandemic, so we're, we're not, not quite sure what sure we feel. What's up and down. Yeah, that's right. But no, we're we're kicking off our new theme that we're going to go into the summer with, which is the idea that now matters later, and mm. really now matters. Yeah, uh, it matters now. 
<laughs> for sure. Now only matters later. No, it doesn't only matter later, <laughs> but it matters now and later. Yes. And that's kind of the idea we really want to look at, that it's so easy for us to be in this like instant gratification. What do I, how can things change or get what I want now? Oh, yeah. That's kind of just how I think. Yeah, like tap our foot impatiently waiting for the microwave to heat up our food. <laughs> you know, we're, we're instant gratification people. And oh, yeah, I want it now. Or I wanted it yesterday. Where is it now? Today. Right. And, um, yeah, I think I don't like to be patient. I don't like to wait. Yeah, and we're, we tend to be, this pandemic shows that we want to figure out how can we get out of the situation as fast as oh possible. Oh my goodness, yes. I, you know, when the pandemic first started, I was like, no, not a pandemic. Like, right. maybe a Sharknado or something else. Like, some other natural a disaster. A Sharknado. Yes, a That's Sharknado. That's what you were thinking. Something, <laughs> something quick. Like, let's quickly get it over with and then move on. But not this, like this requires endurance. And I hate endurance. Like when I hear the word marathon, I just want to kind of curl up and eat Cheetos. Like I don't like long distances. I want to sprint <laughs> and get it over with and then Cheetos. move on to the next thing. I don't want to like marathon run slowly forever and ever. So this is such an encouraging way to start <laughs> our live stream. Happy that I'm back. Right? Happy Mother's Day to you. But really, but it motherhood. is. Motherhood. But motherhood is like, all about. Not like a pandemic. Well, <laughs> maybe it sort of is. Longevity, right? Well, yes. Life, a whole lifelong work. Yeah. <clears throat> and because the idea is really we're looking at is that we want to get out of situations but God is always focused on what he wants to get into us. Mm. It's not about changing our circumstances. It's about growing us up, changing us. Ouch. Yeah. Mm. And, but there's a real, it's not just a, not just a like dread thing, but there's, there's a great potential when we can see that, that, wow, what we put into now will bear a, a harvest down the road. And that can be a good harvest. Right. Like motherhood. Yeah. The great thing about mom is that she is there for the long haul. And I think if you got some funny things about mom, yes. like funny sayings that she told you growing up. Momisms. Yes, momisms. Um, write it down. Let us know. Put it in the comments right yes. now. Yes. Or your favorite, like, best, I don't know, best thing your mom ever did for you. Or, or right. something good. Something good. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Something I, you like about your mom. Knowledge about mom. Yeah. I was thinking my mom always wants me to know, wants to call her once we arrive at wherever we're going, like on a long trip. Uh -huh. And now I do that with my kids. Cade went back to Ames over the weekend to get his stuff from the dorm. And it was all I could do to not call him. Like, did you make it? <laughs> Are you there safely? Did you wash your hands after you got gas? <laughs> like, totally like my mom like that. My mom wants me to call her. If it would, you know, it'd be great if we just called once an hour throughout life. That would be great. But I appreciate that, that mom just values the connection yeah. and wants to be close. Mm -hmm. So thanks, mom. Uh, anyway, where were we? So Mother's Day Mother's now matter, Day. Matter, matters later. Yes. A lot of other things in life, too. Congratulations to those of you who are graduating. I'm not sure. I think some of that happened yesterday. I'm not sure for, for yeah. K-State students. But congratulations to those of you who are, who have, are wrapping up that part of your journey. 
And that's another place where we see the now matters later, that it feels like it's never going to end this year after year, week after week of school and assignments. And man, what's, man, what's the point? But it does matter. It does lead to something mm-hmm. when, we, when we stick with it mm-hmm. and, and invest in that. Yeah. So good. Um, one just real example throughout in history that has always ins- inspires me is the way that in the Middle Ages, when people built the cathedrals, they really understood this. We see these, these just massive, beautiful cathedrals across the world, especially in Europe now. And these were things that would be massive undertakings now, but back then it's incredible how they were built. And they were really people who understood that they were using their, their strength and their skill and architecture and design to build something that would be for the glory of God and that would be a center of a city to really point people to the honor of God. But when those were built, it, was, it would take 100 plus years to build a lot of those cathedrals. Wow. So, so yeah, you think a marathon sounds scary. <laughs> but it's like, okay, let's start something. That you'll never see completed. Yes. You'll just see like maybe the foundation or the beginning of the structure. But people would start it and they would know that they would pass it on to their children and grandchildren. And it would maybe be their great grandchildren who had finished this undertaking. And the whole community was involved. It wasn't just isolated thing. Right. Yeah. It was going to take all of us together and it's going to be a multi-generation long-term thinking that what we're doing now is going to matter for the long term. So the wood was the, so what were you saying? Yeah. They, so when they started building the cathedrals, they would take acorns and plant oak trees knowing that those oak trees would be mature at the right time to finish the interiors of these cathedrals. So the wood from the oak trees would be used for the inside of the cathedral. Right. And they planted those oak trees at the very beginning. Now we know it would take a long time for that strong, slow-growing oak to mature. Yes. That's just incredible. Not how we think. Not how we think. No, not at all. (laughs) But it's really pretty cool when you realize that this is how God has set up the world Mm -hmm. to work. And it's what's called the, the laws of planting and harvesting or sowing and reaping. Mm-hmm. And we see this all the way back in the beginning after the, after the flood with Noah and his family um, in, in Genesis chapter eight. Reagan, do you want to read this? Yeah. In Genesis, this eight. is God speaking and he's, this is after the rainbow and he's, he's basically saying his promise to people. While the earth remains seed time and harvest cold and heat summer and winter day and night shall not cease. I love that. I love how there's like built in a rhythm mm-hmm. of life, a cyclical sort of, it's almost like God's faithfulness is built into the seasons and the year, the rhythm, and you can expect that this is going to come, you know, mm-hmm. obviously there are variations, but it's just seed time, harvesting, it's just built in. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we don't get this as much, how radical this is compared to the, the, religions and gods of other nations and cultures because before uh, Christianity or the, uh, the, the Hebrew people started knowing the one true God, there was this idea that gods were very capricious. They were very um, 
irrational or flighty. Uh-huh. You never knew what they were going to do. Right. If I do this one day, you'll be angry. But the next day, I do the same thing and you're somehow pleased. Yes. So I don't know how to act. It's very unpredictable. Yeah. Maybe how our kids feel around me sometimes, <laughs> I think. But God isn't like that. He's, he's faithful. He's uh-huh. consistent. And the seasons are going to come. And so connected with that, there's, because God is this way, it leads us to know that we can act certain ways and have consistent results. And so this whole seed time and harvest, there's a time where it's, you need to plant seeds. And if you plant, you will reap a harvest. Mm-hmm. And so there's this, it's how God is, but it invites us to participate mm-hmm. in God's pattern that's built into the, very, into the very earth. Yeah, there definitely is a security in that. Yeah. Like, okay, I know this will happen. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of up to me. To yeah. plant and yeah. bear a harvest. Right. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah. The ownership. Yes. Of it. Although sometimes it's not so good. Yeah. So because <laughs> we, we reap what we sow, we harvest what we plant for good or for bad. Right. So yesterday when I'm working on our toilet for several hours. <laughs> all day long. All, yeah. A lot all of the day. day. <laughs> and I can't find the right part. Um, the right gasket between the, the top of the toilet and the base and three trips to Home Depot, just, they don't have it. So I'm trying to make these other parts work. And I'm finally at like, I don't know, eight, nine o'clock yeah. last night. And he called me in like, do you think you'd be okay with the toilet looking like this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I mean, it looks a little strange, but I guess if it works, maybe. So I tried to make it work and I was tightening down these, these bolts to make it try to look as close to normal as possible. And then there's this little crack sort of sound. I'm like, I hope that wasn't anything. <laughs> I put water in it. It seems to be flushing okay. And then a few minutes later, the whole top just <laughs> slides off, just cracks and shifts off and breaks. This was at like seven, eight o'clock at night. When yeah, that's this? definitely Last at least night. eight o'clock. And I think I you think. started at 10 in the morning, 11. Yes. There was a little break in there. It wasn't all day, <laughs> but yes, it was a long project. But I was like, man, well, how did this happen? Okay, it's, this is how I acted. There are consequences mm. for that. And, but it's for good, too. And I think about, I think about when we were early in our, on in our marriage, we were just um, starting to go into vocational ministry, and we were building a partnership team of people that were going to pray and financially invest in our ministry to reach college students with the gospel. And I knew that the... My whole life, I'd really had a lot of issues with timidity and just fear of speaking and really just fear around people. I'd been growing in this area, but I knew going into this season, God was calling me to really come into something new. I was going to be meeting strangers, asking them to invest in our ministry, calling people up. It was a scary thing. And I just, I knew I need to really, God wants to do something in me during this season. And I remember just typing out, lists of scriptures that spoke to the things I knew God wanted to do in my life and just about boldness and authority and and might and my words. And I just started getting up every morning and declaring these scriptures to myself. So I would planting seeds in your heart. Yes. Planting seeds into the soil of my own life. And so I'd be pacing around our basement saying those who know their God will be strong and do great exploits. God is with me. He's given me this land. Everywhere where I put my foot, God's given it into my hands. I'm going to be strong and courageous and speak God's word. 
Because it's according to the power at work within me. And just declaring these, these scriptures, the Lord is my light and salvation. I will not fear. The Lord is my confidence. I will not be afraid. And just day after, and just feeling like things changing, just as I was planting those seeds, just feeling the, the harvest, even immediately coming forth as, as that happens, as we speak God's mm-hmm. word, as we sow God's word. But really, I look back on that season of my life, and I was changed. Like there was a harvest that mm-hmm. God did that I've, I've been different ever mm-hmm. since then. Yeah, I was thinking how, you know, when somebody says something to you and they probably have no idea that it made it influence, but that uh-huh. like seed goes in your heart and you think about it. I've had that happen multiple times where somebody's planted like a seed, a word of hope and encouragement. And, you know, that kind of carries me for a few months. I'm encouraged. I'm hopeful. It kind of inspires me to be who God's called me to be. And I mm-hmm. think how important that is when we sow seeds into other people's hearts yes. too, not just like how you were doing, planting, sowing seed in our heart, in your yes. heart, but how important it is to do that for other people. Yeah. And like you never know sometimes, like what is the one thing that somebody is really encouraged by and you kind of mm-hmm. had no idea, but you chose to be, you know, faithful and uh, have, you know, hope and joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually we wanted to give, take a chance in our comments right now for those of you who are live if you can think of a time where someone has planted something into your life. Something good. Something good, (laughs) yes. Those are the stories we want to hear. So a word, an encouragement, an example, Mm -hmm. something that they planted in your life that made a difference, that brought a harvest in your life. And as you do that, let's take a closer look at what the Bible has to say about planting and harvesting. And this is from really the classic passage in the Bible about this topic in Galatians chapter 6. We're going to read Galatians 6 verses 7 through 10 in the Passion Translation. Yeah. And Reagan, would you want to read us that? Okay. Galatians 6 says, make no mistake about it. God will never be mocked for what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. Hmm. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that was planted. If you plant the corrupt seeds of self-life into this natural realm, you can expect to experience a harvest of corruption. If you plant the good seeds of spirit life, you will reap the beautiful fruits that grow from the everlasting life of the spirit. And don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. Take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. I love that translation. I love how it explains. It kind of just makes it real clear. God will never be mocked. Mm. <laughs> what we were talking about. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to plant work. bad seeds. It's so much easier to do, but uh-huh. like... If I do that, don't expect good seeds to come up. God knows. He sees what you're doing. Right. Kind of like it puts the fear of God in me, like a healthy, like, oh, shoot. Yeah. I yeah. will like reap yeah. what I sow. Yeah. Ouch. So it talks about two kinds of planting. Yes. Planting, other translations say like planting, um, sowing to the flesh or sowing to the spirit. I like how the Passion Translation says, planting the corrupt seeds of self-life into this natural realm Mm -hmm. or the good seeds of spirit life. Mm -hmm. So what are the corrupt seeds of self-life in the natural realm? Yeah, I got lots of examples. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. (laughs) It's really easy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Envy, Uh, jealousy, 
outbursts of anger. I feel like a lot of times it's those things that just huh, come so quickly. Right. They seem so like, like <laughs> the, the right natural thing to do. Yeah, of it's course natural. I'd react this way. Yeah, you know? right. Of course I'd be angry at you and like speak, you know, resentful words towards you. That mm-hmm. feels really good at the moment. And it just, but it's like sowing that corruption, that selfish self-life, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always like what we talked about, that immediate gratification, you know, kind of mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah, Ugh. yeah. It feels so good just to be annoyed at you all the time. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no experience. Yeah. Right. I think also some of the obvious stuff would be addictive behaviors, you know, uh-huh. going, giving in to a desire that can easily result in a harvest of an addiction to, to some um, substance or some behavior. Mm-hmm. But then I think also of like the less obvious things, like even doing the right thing, but with a complaining attitude, oh. like, oh yeah, yeah, like I'm doing it, but like I'm, my heart's <laughs> not really, yeah. asking me to do it. Yes, that's, that's a big thing where uh-huh. it's so easy to, to fall into uh-huh. that. And I was thinking too, like, you know, then there's like the subtle seeds that, take a while to grow you know they're like the root systems like going deep Mm -hmm. and then like you see that little weed come up and that sucker is hard to pull out because it's built like this root system of like bitterness you know for years and years and years and then you like pull it and the roots stay and then you pull it again Hmm. and the roots stay and you gotta like go really deep down to get that sucker yeah so enough about that. Yes. What about, what does it, what does it look like? What are the, how do we sow the good seeds of spirit yeah, life? Yeah, the spirit life. What are some of those ways mm-hmm. we do that? For me, it's like praying in yeah. the spirit and kind of like what you were saying, like really mm-hmm. planning God's word in my heart mm-hmm. over and over and over again and really allowing it to go deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about even just sometimes resting. Just not like mm-hmm. just going about because just just going about what's natural, maybe sowing the natural seeds of our flesh life. Just worry and yeah. do do do. Right, but taking space to to rest and look to God, listen, get in a good place, uh-huh. kind of receive from Him. Receive, first. yeah, what He wants to plant in our hearts, His faith, His yeah encouragement, His hope. Uh huh. Definitely in our relationships with other people too. It's it's sowing kindness, care, generosity. Um, investing in people around us, loving. And I think it's especially uh, powerful is loving when we don't feel like it. Yeah, when, like we talked about the instant gratification for uh-huh. sowing to the self-life, sowing to the spirit. I think it takes more self-control and more like pausing and being intentional mm-hmm. and like, okay, I'm going to choose to love. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> it's really hard to do right now. I don't want to sow. Yeah. But I'm choosing to yes. just do something that goes against the natural grain of things. Yes. And very little changes us as much as choosing to sow that way. It may, over, you know, it may not be immediate, right. but as we choose to love and we don't feel like it, mm-hmm. God does something in us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like worshiping mm-hmm. and I really appreciate Marcel and Sharon just yeah. and Michael like worshiping and really leading us in that yeah because you yeah. just like sense God's love that maybe you know reading I mean it can do it but there's like this fuller realm of just receiving God's love mm-hmm. and you know allowing him to plant it and being able to mm-hmm. reap the harvest that way yeah 
Yeah, definitely something we talked about a little the last few weeks is generosity and giving. And that's actually the context of Galatians 6 here is talking about sowing finances, giving uh, our resources to others into the kingdom of God. And so that's, that's an important way. And then I think of things that maybe seem less spiritual, like, like doing our job um, <laughs> with a good attitude, with our whole heart, when we don't feel like it, and, and when like, things are dysfunctional around us even. It's kind of like, oh yeah, I should do my job well if my team just had their act together. <laughs> it's all your fault. Yeah, but, you know, life isn't often like that. And there are, it's a dysfunctional world, but when we bring our best to make our team better, regardless of where it's at right now, that really does so to bring change. And, right. and, and in the middle of that, developing yourself little by little, Yeah. you know, when yes. it's not like you're instantly, you know, this totally different person, mm-hmm. but that little progression year by year, planting, harvesting, planting, harvesting, you become somebody different. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that more this summer in this, in our now matters later theme, but about investing, um, seeing this season of time as a time to, to develop our skills, to develop our character, to be intentional about our own growth in order to bring something to others into the world. Um, There's one more big idea in this passage that we haven't touched on, and that's the whole don't allow yourself to become weary or disheartened in in planting Uh good seeds and doing good. And that's important because it's easy to get weary and disheartened. Yes. And a big reason for that is because when you you plant that seed, it doesn't spring up immediately. There's this delay between when you plant. (laughs) Endurance word again. Yeah. Right, so it, it, that, it takes endurance. Yeah, we pl- have a little, little garden in our backyard, and the kids and I planted some, like, vegetable seeds, and every day I go out and, like, look, <laughs> look, <laughs> where are you, little seeds? Please come up. And, I mean, I, and, then, and then so the seeds come up, but then you have to wait for them to bear fruit. Oh, it's true. <laughs> Like, wait, we still have to wait like a whole other <laughs> month just, you know, in order to eat like a snap pea, you know? So, yeah, yeah, you have to wait and wait. Um, I, I know I've been in that waiting to see the harvest, you know, in certain periods of my life. I think sometimes, you know, the harvest comes up quickly. I think there is like yeah. whatever seed, some uh-huh. seed comes up faster than other seed in the natural and in the spiritual. And, um, but there have been times when I really have had to just wait and wait and wait and really keep uh-huh. like God's word in my heart and, and hold on to it and hold on to it. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm kind of weary. I just want to give up right now. Uh-huh. I think I'm done. I really think I'm just done doing good. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. It's like you plant the good seeds and some of those, there's a longer delay to see the result. And then it's so easy in that delay to plant a bunch of weeds. <laughs> and then those are all springing up, <laughs> like, like all the frustration and bitterness and all, you know, those seem to come up quickly, right. but it's the, okay. If we can keep planting good seeds and waiting, but there's something really powerful, really even almost sacred, I think about planting good seed from a place of difficulty. And I heard a story this week that just really touched my heart. And it was something that's happening right now is that the um, Navajo and Hopi 
Indian reservations in Arizona have faced serious issues because of COVID-19 with their food supply and medical supplies and treatment. It's like really dire circumstances. And there just aren't the resources, haven't been the resources to help people. And someone started a GoFundMe account. And what was just amazing is that there was a great response. And it wasn't from who you'd expect, but it was from literally thousands of people. Most of the people who responded are in Ireland Ireland. Ireland. Yeah, not Arizona, not even the U.S., but Ireland. And the reason they responded is because in 1847, long time ago, okay, this is like cathedral thinking (laughs) here. 1847, during the, this was right during the Trail of Tears, or right after the Trail of Tears. So this is the really tragic time in American history where Native Americans Mm -hmm. were moved um, forcefully Mm -hmm. to Oklahoma. And but during that time was also the 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 Irish potato famine, the okay. Great Famine I in didn't Ireland. Realize that all went down at the same time. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. And during that time, a group of Choctaw Native Americans, who were really suffering seriously, they gave their money. They gave it was like one hundred and seventy dollars, which was about five thousand dollars in today's today's money. But they sacrificially sent that to Ireland for people in the middle of the, the Great Famine. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. In the middle of their misery and yeah. suffering, they thought of other people. And you know, it's not like Venmoing today. No. Like, how do you I don't even know how that happened. Over, you know, to, yeah. to a foreign country so far away. I was wondering about that. That's amazing. Right. And so what's crazy is the Irish remember that. I don't know if this is like part of their their class school or, but this is something that's been remembered in the Irish like national consciousness. And so when this need came, Irish people started giving and they've wow. now given over 3.3, million dollars wow. has been given that's and the majority of it from Ireland. And the most, the second, I had some emotional experiences this week. Uh, the second most emotional experience was reading. I was looking at the GoFundMe page of these gifts that were given and just person after person is saying things like, like Chris Goodman donated $10. My donation is a thank you for helping Irish citizens during the famine. And then I just, I'm almost getting, I don't know why it hits me so hard. I've seen this like 10 times, but another guy, John Crook, donated $100. Said, in our nation's time of need, you were there for us. Now in your nation's time of need, we remember that time and return that generosity in honor of your ancestors' kindness. And it's person after person saying things like this. Mm-hmm. And I think there, there's something sacred about this. I mean, that there was, they sowed and it is bringing a harvest and it, it touched the people so deeply. There was something even about the Native Americans appreciating that Irish Americans were kind of second class citizens here. Mm-hmm. And so there was a commonality mm-hmm. in that. But there's something so just really sacred in, in planting from that place. And then God honoring that. Right. And who they would have wanted to have had any idea, the original people who gave that yeah. years and years later. Like we were talking about great-grandchildren giving to others' great-grandchildren. Like mm-hmm. you have no idea what will happen, yeah. what fruit will be born right. from something that seems maybe, I mean, it was sacrificial. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think of things... We plant, we do, and maybe we, we have no idea what will happen right. years down the road. Yeah. 
and how much of the, the blessing we live in is the result of prior generations. Mm -hmm. We think of like the greatest generation going through the depression and World War II and the benefits we've lived in as a result of that. So yeah, it's just, it's really powerful. Mm -hmm. um, so that should motivate us deeply that man, how I, how I, what I plant not only affects my life and even the people around me, but it affects future generations as well. But it's also true that there are sometimes like there are quick harvests that God brings mm -hmm. and there, you know, even in a time of difficulty, there are things as we plant that God brings a harvest that's really cool. And we want to look at one last scripture today. And this is back in Genesis. This is the story of Isaac. It says in Isaac, I mean, in Isaac, in Genesis 26, verse one, that now there was a famine in the land during this time. So this was a difficult time. And then in verse 12, it says, and, and Isaac sowed in that land during the famine, a time when you're questioning, should I sow? Should yeah, I just like hoard? Yeah, right. He sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. The Lord blessed him and the man became rich and gained more and more until he became very wealthy. Hmm, I like that first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little motivation to plant right now. So the question for us is, is what are we planting right now? Wherever we're sitting, wherever we're facing, whatever the challenges are, what are, what are we planting? What are we sowing? Um, maybe the first thing to look at is where have we been planting out of, out of selfish, self, selfly, fleshly kinds of motivations or mm -hmm. seeds? Just giving in because we're alone in our house and maybe we can kind of feel like we can get away with it. Yeah. Maybe, you know, nobody's really watching as much as before. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's important to identify, okay, what are the, what are the not good seeds I've been planting? And then I think another question for us today is where, where did we start out? Where have we planted some good seed, some seeds of the spirit even, but then weariness or mm -hmm. discouragement, pain frustrated us. And we've mm -hmm. maybe been tempted or even have given up. On, on our hope towards God. Yeah, I think God wants to encourage us mm -hmm. and really speak to us and bring hope and bring endurance and bring his life and his yeah. hope of the future. And, you know, it really has to be like that encouragement that's spoken and planted in mm -hmm. by God to really help us keep moving forward. Right. Not in our own strength, but really in a supernatural joy and mm -hmm. hope. Yeah. And then the last, seed, last question is probably the most obvious one, but man, where will we plant seeds to the spirit, light to the life-giving spirit of God? Where will we plant in agreement with that and trust God to bring a harvest in our life, in the people around us, and maybe even in future generations as we do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, planting faithfulness, joy, mm -hmm. um, that endurance, hopefulness, kindness, mm -hmm. love. Yeah. Would you just pray? I feel like that'd be yeah. good. Just to pray for us as we're here together and that the Holy Spirit would speak to us, but also that, that we would respond yeah. and, and, have, and, and yeah, follow him in that. Okay. Jesus, I thank you that you hmm. always go before us and um, we want to follow you. And I pray for just um, the endurance to continue to move forward and for mm -hmm. you to bring by your Holy Spirit an encouragement and speak your voice, um, speak your word to people. 
Mm -hmm. that they would continue. Um, if there's discouragement and weariness, that you would bring a fresh wind of joy to keep moving forward. Yes, and help us, Holy Spirit, yes, to be like you, planting seeds, planting mm -hmm. to our spirit um, to bear fruit of joy and faithfulness and love and encouragement. Jesus, we want to be like you. And it's such a dark time. It feels like this will never end, but we look to you, Jesus, for mm -hmm. hope. Yes, Lord. And we look to you for life. Help us to be life-giving people who choose life over death. Amen. 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 Well, we have a couple other things wanted to just bring us um, all on the same page with. And a couple of these are opportunities to, to plant seed to the spirit. The first one is our call to greatness summer project opportunity. And this is for students um, in call to greatness or in college and high school, especially in conjunction with our call to greatness campus ministry. And we're going to have a focused time for students to be investing in their own growth for the goal of being able to, to bring the gospel to others and really grow in their leadership. And so for um, six to eight weeks, we're still finalizing that starting in the middle of June. We're going to have about five hours a week where students will have the chance to do some personal reading. We're reading the book Tactics and, um, and then coming together in small groups once a week and then going out and doing some service projects and practical ways to serve and bring the gospel to others. So a chance to press in and grow. If you have questions or want to know more about that, then um, go to our website and you'll, we'll, there's a way to, to let us know you're interested mm -hmm. with that. There's a great thing going on in Manhattan called Mutual Aid, MHK. Yeah. And it's a group of people who are kind of coordinating needs and people who can provide those needs. So, like, let's say you're great at carpentry and there's somebody in town. Oh, mm -hmm. gosh, you know, I need help getting something fixed. You go up to this website. You put in what you can donate, what you can give, and then these people match you up with somebody who needs your skill set. Uh -huh. So things like medical skills to errands, childcare, transportation, even spiritual and emotional support. Yeah. So love this idea. Love that, you know, people in town are looking to help each other in town mm -hmm. and really with practical ways to love your neighbor. Mm -hmm. So go to yeah. Mutual Aid, MHK. Um, and yes, and it's on our website too. Yeah. On the bluemont.church website. Good. And then we want to just take a minute to communicate about our plans as a church moving forward as the state is beginning to open up. We're thankful for that and, and so thankful that things are at a place where we can take those steps. And we've had a lot of discussions with different people and prayer about what does this mean for us as a church. And we are really wanting to just continue to, to, to as we do this, bless not only our church community, but the larger Manhattan community. But basically, we're following the guidelines for businesses in Kansas. And so we are planning to be online as long as Kansas is in, in Riley County or in, in phase one, the first phase. And so we'll be online uh, next week, at least, again. And then we're going to see, because there's a chance that after that, we might move into phase two. And if, if we don't move into phase two yet, we'll just, we'll keep meeting online. But as early as May 24th, we may be ready for that. And what we're going to do is kind of cool in phase two is we're going to look at some like outdoor backyard gatherings. 
Um, good. Yeah, so we're going to start getting together on Sundays in person. Slowly. Slowly, yes, <laughs> in the open air. And we'll still have some, some space, um, but we'll be getting together. And Hello, <laughs> not that much Hello. space. And, but that'll be, that'll be pretty fun. And weather permitting, of course. And we'll, we're planning to try to record that somehow or else, or else a, a short version of it that we'll put online for people that, that maybe don't feel comfortable yet coming together or for people who aren't here in Manhattan. Um, that'll be available. And then phase three will be, the earliest would be in June. And so June 7th would be the first Sunday of phase three. But at that point, we would be ready to move back to the Blumont Hotel on Sunday mornings. Yeah. And again, fun. probably have some social distancing precautions going on. Maybe some mask wearing. Maybe that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we would love to hear from you. If you're new to Blumont, you're kind of checking us out, go to our website to bluemont.church slash new. Give us your information. We'd love to get to know you and make a connection and welcome. Glad you're here. Yeah. As we wrap up, I mentioned earlier the second most emotional experience I had this week. <laughs> it's been emotional. It's been pretty emotional. Vulnerable. Oh, wow. I never thought I'd heard you say that. For two days this oh, week, you've been vulnerable. Okay, that's a win. Yeah, that's I know. great. Thanks. Yeah. All, your, yeah. all your seed sowing or berating, I'm not sure what it is. Pounding. Yes. Pounding that seed it's, in. The it's hard bringing ground. a harvest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but many of you may have seen this song that's really become an anthem right now around the world called The Blessing. And it's, it's singing the, the blessing that, that Moses gave the people of Israel in the book of Numbers. And it has really gone around the world. And one rendition that really just is the most emotional experience I've had this week has been listening to this. I listened to it on Friday, I think, six times. Yeah, we had it playing over and over and over again. I don't know. It just felt like something deep. Yeah. Like God's encouragement was going deep in me. And mm -hmm. it kind of made me think, oh, yeah, you know, I think these past few weeks, I've been just kind of living on the surface doing, but not really hearing from God and receiving his blessing, his unconditional love in a deep way that just kind of makes me rest. Mm -hmm. and I appreciate the song we sang earlier about just resting. Mm -hmm. I think that's really good because, you know, we kind of freak out and how do we do this thing? And there is a part of resting and God's love. And mm -hmm. I think the song is great at just receive his blessing. Let mm -hmm. him bless you. There's a blessing that comes. Yeah, it's the message that God is for us and God is with us. Which we forget. We forget that, you know. We sure do, yeah. yeah. And so as we, as we play this video, it was churches across the UK that joined together to, to sing this song together and re really pray it and sing it over their nation. But it's applicable for us very much, too. And mm -hmm. it's kind of us being part of the global church mm -hmm. as we do this this morning. And, and yeah, receiving God's blessing, but also wanting to yeah. pray it and speak it over our city and nation. Exactly. And we're, yeah, we're planting those. As we do that, we want, really want to encourage us to be receiving it as we need, but then also planting seeds of blessing into those around us and our community mm -hmm. and the world around us. So let's, let's do that together. And are we closing? Are we coming back? We're not. This is it. This is it. So we do want to bless you. Thank you yes. for being a part of God's church, God's family. And we really mm -hmm. love you guys and miss you, but are for you. God's for you. Yeah, that's right. All Bye. right. <laughs>